Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tech News Conference continues with Rhode Island Housing Secretary Stephen Pry. Stephen, welcome back in. You were last here uh, for a debate during the election. You've since taken the housing secretary's job. We wish you well with that. Because Thank you, that, sir. This appears to be the year of the homeless, the year for housing. All right, let's get right to it. I want to roll some tape. You were just up at the overpass in Pawtucket where about a half dozen homeless people have set up camp. Yes. One told us he's, he's been there for a year. I'm yes. going to assume this is going on for months and months. It's very frustrating. I want you to roll that tape. This is in from just Friday. And you tell me what we're seeing. What's going on with that DOT crew? Um, so um, today, Friday, barriers are being installed at the base of that area okay. to ensure that there is enhanced safety for individuals um, if they are to move their stuff and uh, to proceed to other locations of their choice and also for the protection of motorists. Uh, so we don't want either debris or certainly uh, human beings um, ending up in the roadway. That's one of the concerns about this very hazardous location. It's just not suitable yep. for living. Uh, so that's happening today. Um, and then uh, over the next couple days, we expect for there to be even more communication with the individuals who are experiencing homelessness yep. and, and living there currently. Uh, there'll be notice uh, provided to them that there'll be 10 additional days 10 days, Gene, yep. where folks can work with outreach workers and work with the staff of the housing department uh, to identify options. One of them is that we recently opened a new center for individuals who are experiencing homelessness mm -hmm. right in Pawtucket. There okay. wasn't a shelter. We worked with the city under the leadership of Mayor Grebian and with Open Doors and Project Weber Renew service providers to open a new center right there on Main Street in Pawtucket. Right. And there's three meals a day being served. There are beds for individuals that are available. Uh, so that's one of the options that they can connect with. Okay, all right. Uh, so these, this group of half a dozen homeless people, they've been there for months. Uh, incidentally, they've said to us they don't want to go to the shelters because they don't feel safe, a whole host of problems. Maybe, maybe you can tell us that's not the case. But let me ask you this, just as a regular person sitting at home, why is it taking so long to move people out from under an overpass? Why don't we just call the state police yeah. or the Pawtucket police and right. say, get them out. They don't belong there. Well, it's a matter of public safety. Why? I do know that it's happened for a year. And as you know, I, I'm only on the job for you know a month and a half. So I can't Fair speak to what's going happening. You're right. You're I, new to this I, job. But uh, what I can say is um, it's important that we all work together. And when I came into this job, I found that we could work very closely together in partnership with the Department of Transportation of the state, with the city of Pawtucket, with the health and human service right. agencies. Everyone needs to work together and work right. swiftly. So what we did was we were able to work to set up a new shelter. It's, it's a warming center. Yeah. And we were, we were able to really start connecting with the individuals involved and help them start thinking about choices. Now, we also did want to make sure that that kind of system was set up yeah. so that folks would have a place to go. That's the humane way to do it. That's what the way Rhode Islanders would want us to do it. And that's what we're, we're okay. now capable of doing and I'm proud of the fact that also we're also talking with the individuals involved about 
whether there's other choices that they wish to make. Do they mm -hmm. want to reconnect with a friend or family member? Those choices are for them to make, and we're going to have people who are going to be available right. to help them think that through. Listen, if we've given this guy a year, or we've given them months at the very least to ask for 10 more days, doesn't seem unreasonable, right. even though that frustration uh, remains, Stefan. A highway is not a person for a place for a person to it's camp not. out. And I, I really, for the life of me, don't know why this guy wasn't moved out months ago. Do you re Are you telling me, and maybe you're going to educate yeah, me, yeah. that you have to give a trespasser notice and 10 days to clear out from under an overpass? It seems That seems folly to me. Well, I'll, I'll tell you that um, it's important to do things in accordance with legal procedure and, and important to do things in a humane manner. Yeah. So we want folks to find a place to be and not feel that, you know, for, for the individuals who are under this overpass, yep. It's hazardous. We need to get them out of there for their yeah. own sake. On the other hand, all the possessions they have in the world are located in that little space, right. and they don't know another place where they can go. They don't have another place to go in some cases. So we're trying to move swiftly, but also have the resources to help folks. Okay. I have to point out, uh, Stefan, they told us they don't want to go to the shelters. They made that plain. Mm -hmm. In fact, one, we've, we're coming to meet uh, one of them, Jay, who mm -hmm. spoke in the reporters. He doesn't want to go to a shelter mm -hmm. for a whole host of reasons. So it's not a question of humanity. Mm -hmm. I don't know what state has been more humane than Rhode Island. Mm -hmm. We gave $10 million to mm -hmm. Crossroads. Mm -hmm. Jack mm -hmm. Reed's coming in with another $11 million. Mm -hmm. yes. We have thrown hundreds of millions at the homeless yeah. with apparently very little to show for it. You can see the frustration. I can. Uh, we are a very humane people here. We are. And, and, and look, I've only be, been on the job yeah. a month and a half, but already with Governor McKee exerting leadership, we've put together an all-of-government mini-cabinet where Health and Human Services is next to the National Guard, yeah. is next to the, uh, the Emergency Management Department, is next to the Department of Administration, and we're all working on the problem, right. applying all of our resources. That's why we're finally getting movement on some of these issues, as the governor has expected it and, and insisted, and we're doing it humanely. There will be an ability to help people, even if they don't want to go to a shelter, brainstorm out, and find connections to other alternatives. And that's what we want to make sure to be able to do. Yep. We even have a little bit of charitable money and some social, social service providers who are able to help with cab fare if someone needs to get someplace, you know, reconnect with a friend or a family member, or if they need to specifically connect to substance use and abuse yep. services, there's gonna be some ability okay. to do that. How comfortable are you to consider this? You know, we gave Crossroads a lot of money, and Crossroads really angered a neighborhood in Warwick by sticking people in the Nilo Hotel. They turned that into a de facto homeless shelter, regardless of whether the neighbors wanted it or not. And that's not what they bargained for. And at one point, they suggested that the neighbors were ignorant. And that stung. Uh, and at one point, the Coalition for the Homeless uh, would refu refuse to tell Governor McKee where those encampments were or how many there really were because they said it was a matter of public safety. By the way, this is to the governor who's the embodiment of public safety. At what point do you say, listen, uh, the people here have a right to be served, too, and a right not to be accosted, regardless of whether, you're, of whether these yeah. agencies are trying to do good or not. And what, you well, you, hear, you point, sense the frustration. Oh, I do. And that point is now. I mean, we, we need to be at the point where all factors are, are, are considered, and we take into account the public safety, mm -hmm. the safety of motorists, and the safety and well-being of individuals who are very vulnerable and are currently homeless living under uh, these, these bridges. It's a good example where everyone's considerations have to be taken into account and we have to act. And that's what we in the housing department are now doing is we're helping the city and open doors and wonderful human beings set up a, a new shelter, a new center. We need to do this more though, Gene. We need to take more action to remedy the homelessness problem. We need to prevent the homelessness problem too. We need to help people to avoid evictions. We need to help people find 
jobs and job training. We need to p help people find substance abuse services mm -hmm. to get out of their complex situations. We need to understand all the problems and apply ourselves to it. All right, we have to talk about affordable housing. That fits yes. into this. Yes, it I does. I know you want more Most of that. Most definitely. Let's take a quick break. We'll talk more about the homeless affordable housing. Uh, and I know you also want to talk about the, the three of these issues that you're involved in as Commerce yeah. Secretary. So stay with us yes, and course. you stay with us too. 10 News Conference continues. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's continue with Housing Secretary Stephen Pryor. Affordable housing, it's yes. the bug, buzzword, it's the catchword. I profit to a politician I had on here. Well, at a certain point, that's gonna be free housing too. So let's call it what it is. What is affordable housing? You define it for us. You want more of it. Sure. Well, I think we need affordability up and down the yeah. entire income spectrum because very few people can find a home as they were accustomed to that they can access at the price point they were used to. But it does matter to say that people who are really struggling in lower mm -hmm. income levels, who are low, low in the um, uh, what they call area median income levels, mm -hmm. that they can find housing that they can afford because the squeeze is especially on folks who earn less. And I'm talking about folks who are really in, in poverty levels. I'm talking about many of whom are working and other working folks. I'm talking about teachers and firefighters and nurses who can't find homes. So what are we doing for them, Gene? We're making sure that we're making investments to write down the rents and write down the for sale prices. Mm -hmm. That's what it takes to make something more affordable. How do you do that? You can directly put tax credits or grants or subsidies into a project for the purpose exclusively of taking those prices down. We have over $250 million, a big chunk of which out of the American Rescue Plan here in Rhode Island is going for affordability, for those kinds of direct investments. The housing department, we're brand new, we're tiny, and we need to build out our, mm -hmm. our own infrastructure. We're helping to move those projects along working with Rhode Island Housing. We also need to increase production across the whole state. This is one of the points of emphasis of Speaker Shikarshi, and for that matter, the Senate President and the Governor. How we need, if we get more product into the market, it will naturally bring prices down or at least slow the rate of the increase. We've got to do that, Gene. How can we do that? At the local level, we can make more efficient and consistent the planning, the zoning, and the development mm -hmm. processes. If there are too many complexities and delays that are inexplicable, it, it turns off developers and it actually slows down development. So we've got to do that. Speaker Shikarshi has a package for that. He's, he's right to pursue it. Mm -hmm. Also, we need to 
at the state level have an apparatus, a housing department that can work cooperatively with cities and towns. We've already started, but we need, we only have 17 yeah. people in our housing department. We are completely outflanked by Massachusetts and Connecticut and our other neighbors. Even if you judge by population size, yeah. we need to grow the size of our team to work with towns to help them get the development Lean done. Lean and mean, Stefan. Yes, you sir. want them lean and mean. Yes. Now, uh, you, you know, I've seen this and I think I'm familiar with some of the elements, but maybe perhaps not all of it. Uh, an affluent town. We've got a couple of them. Uh, they've got the McMansions and we set aside, no, you've got to build a couple of uh, homes that are going to sell much cheaper than that so we can get all kinds of families in the mix. That's yes. one part. But then you've got homeless people. Are you talking about constructing apartments and giving them to the homeless people for nothing? Is that a part well, of it? The, the for nothing part. Usually there is some kind of pay your own way feature and very often an affordable housing, generally speaking. Yeah. Folks are working, are making working people and they can afford to contribute a portion of their salary. But the problem is, Gene, that we have over a third of Rhode Island where they're contributing more than a third of their overall income to housing, meaning in, in traditional yeah. parlance, they're cost burdened. We got to get that percentage down, both of those percentages down, so that people are able to afford the housing that they're in. That's why we got to write these prices down. We need new tools for that, Gene. One of the things I haven't mentioned yet is other states have what's called a low-income housing tax credit that comes alongside the federal tax credit to right. build this stuff. We don't have one in this state. Massachusetts does, Connecticut does, in the, in the Northeast, six out of eight states do. New Hampshire and we are the only ones that don't have a tax credit to help get this, this affordable yeah. housing built. We need one. Okay, so affluent, affluent community, you must, you must, as part of your plan, as part of this development, build a couple of homes that everybody can afford, or at least that a, a family that's not quite as wealthy can afford. I get that. And uh, public housing, that's a part of it too. If you don't have sure. a, you know, a lot is. of money, we're gonna put you in and we'll supplement. There's all kinds of supplemental programs, but yeah, what about right. some of these people under the overpass? Mm -hmm. uh, they're young. Mm -hmm. and they're not working, and some of them are drug-addled. Mm -hmm. Now, give us the medicine here. Mm -hmm. Are you saying for that particular portion of the population that's young, no income, drug-addled, they're right. not on Social Security, yeah. they're not on anything else, is right. it a matter of giving them a house? And if that's the medicine, tell us. Well, or I giving them I an apartment, Well, I rather. think part of uh, putting a roof over their heads yeah. is, is part of the solution. What many of the experts in this field call housing first. Make sure that people are in a stable place where even if they are uh, addicted to substances that they yep. shouldn't be, they can get into a program and get off of it. But if you're wandering the streets or living under an overpass, it's enormously hard both to avoid temptation and to stabilize your life. So we, we do want to put a roof over people's yeah. heads. We also need to connect them to services. So that's why, Gene, you're onto something when you say all of these things at once, when you point to them. There's something called permanent supportive housing where the housing is affordable, yep. folks get back to work, they can pay into their rent, it is partially subsidized, maybe heavily subsidized up front, that's fine, as long as you're on a transitional plan in effect, and there are supports, meaning services, like for, yep. for addiction, like for behavioral health, meaning mental health. It, is, uh, it may be affordable, it may be the right thing to do. It is not palatable, for, though, for a lot of people watching at home who work hard, pay their taxes, and this time want to give somebody a house. But it may be the medicine that has to be given out. Well, well the only it, other point I'll make. To get out from under the overpass, you've got to get a place to go. We've got to balance all these things, but the thing that we do want to consider is what's best for taxpayers. It, it will save money if we keep people out of the criminal justice system, if we keep people from taking from the system, uh, which that no one intends to do, by the way, Gene. Yeah. 
everyone who I've met who's an individual who's experiencing homelessness really wants better alternatives, including the folks under the overpass, under those bridges with whom I've been speaking. They are seeking better alternatives. These are our fellow Rhode Islanders, our brothers and sisters. They're looking for better, mm -hmm. so we just have to provide the supports, and we've got to do so responsibly, but sometimes we do need deadlines, and that's why we're taking these actions, all of these things in a balanced way, together. We have about two minutes. I want to touch on unfinished business from when you were the Commerce Secretary. Yes, sir. You were involved in three major deals, and two of them appear to be falling more apart. More than that. More than that. <laughs> two were in the news this week. Yes. They may be falling apart. A third one has already gone away. Let's begin. The Pawtucket sure. Soccer Stadium. Yes. The deal to get that done was Pawtucket's in, skin of the game, $27 billion in borrowing. They're reneging on that. They say they can't do it. Do you believe that, that soccer stadium will go forward? I don't know. I will say I haven't been in the loop on that project for nine months, nor should I have been, by the way. I left state service, I'm back and I'm the housing guy now. Yep. So I haven't been in the loop. I, have, I do not have insight into it. I will say this, from all the major projects that are being, being undertaken in the country, yep. there's risk right now with the combination of inflation, of the supply chain being volatile, and of all of the complexity in the how, like that, you can't even get workers to do the job. Yep. So it's, it's just a very challenging moment in time. Um, and prices are affected severely by the interest rate uh, escalations yep. that have been occurring to secure financing. So all of this to say projects are at risk not just in Rhode Island. I do think we need to prioritize and find some solutions. I would point to the Superman building, 111 Westminster, that's what that's of the my three you're referring one, yeah. to. I would say that one truly, I, I'm still involved with that because of course I'm, I'm now involved with housing and it's a residential okay. conversion. Right. I think you know, they need to come to us and tell us whether there is instability in their project budget. We don't know that yet. They have not come to us with anything in the way of a submission or a formal proposal. Mm -hmm. But what I will express to you is we need to prioritize projects like the Superman project and put our all into ensuring that they happen. Well, about just 30, about just 30 seconds left. Superman, the developer says he doesn't have his financing set. He doesn't have the money from the state. Uh, the Republicans are saying, I told you so with regard to the stadium. And again, I wish I had more time. I don't. 10, 15 seconds. Did we chase developer Jason Fain out? Or should you have been more accommodating to him? You take I, I, the last, I, last I, word. I, I think both. I think that there, it was definitely too long a process. It was a zigzag. It was torturous at times for him. Yep. Also, he missed a lot of deadlines. Mm -hmm. It was never totally clear whether he had the private right. financing to do the job. So we may have dodged a bullet there. It's hard to know. Um, but I would say that, again, there are meritorious projects. I would point to Superman, where we shouldn't offer just anything that the developer wants, and we should be okay. rigorous in our analysis. But we I've might have it. to help them reconfigure and figure out how to get it done. Stefan Pryor, thanks for coming in. You've got a full plate. I appreciate you sharing it with us. Great to be with you again, Gene. That's 10 News Conference, your number one longest-running political show in southern New England. A reminder, watch all of our interviews on turn to 10com I'll see you on the news at 6 next week.